The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Great to have you join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, my friend. Loving God, loving life, and loving His people. Cancer is not bigger than God. Can we talk about that today? We need to talk about it at the end of the day because I think that the reputation and the fear factor of hearing about cancer uh, invokes uh, an image and a concept in people's consciousness that may reduce God in a way that we need to reverse that school of thought, that we need to enlarge and make God bigger in our thinking and in our thoughts, and then we need to begin to start reducing the concept of cancer in the face of who God is. I know you have lots of conversations with those on a cancer journey. You've probably been there when many people have received the news, haven't you? Absolutely, and one of the things that I share with and have shared with cancer patients, and when I do uh, many of my seminars and uh, preaching and teaching across the country is the first thing that I help people to understand is that we need to change the language of how we refer to cancer. For example, Wayne, and it ties right into the school of thought, uh, we need to stop referring to cancer as the big C. Oh, okay. Think about this. When we talk about who Christ is, the Bible says, the B-I-B-L-E ah, says, there you go. that he is the Lord of lords. He is the king of of kings. Now, to give you an image to work with, uh, the first kings is a capital K. The second kings is a small case K. He is the capital K-I-N-G of all small K-I-N-Gs. Gotcha. He's the capital L-O-R-D of all small L-O-R-Ds. I suggest for your consumption that cancer should be made small case and not capitalized because we've got to make a decision. Either Christ is the big C or he isn't. Don't give it the importance it doesn't deserve. Because we have to start with the premise of how we view and how we see the enemy that we're fighting. Because if we see our enemy bigger than the God that we serve, then we're going to acquiesce to the demands of our enemy and not fight back. Well, you've jumped right in the deep end here on the program already today, so I can't wait to have this conversation. No guest will join us today. You'll be my guest yes, sir. on the program, and yes, we'll sir. talk about this, that uh, cancer is not bigger than God. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast, this program, which comes to you each week, and we, we love coming to you, and we're available on all these podcast platforms. It starts with iTunes, of course. Correct. iHeartRadio is now a place you can go. I have iHeart on my phone, so I can just uh, load the app and search for Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and there we are. Absolutely, and we're excited about that platform. As you know, that is a large platform. And again, we simply want to make it easier for people to find us and locate us so that they can access all of the wonderful material that we have for them. However you find us, make sure you go to iTunes and leave a review so that others can learn about this podcast. You're our best hope for letting other people know. We're excited about all the people that do tune in and listen to this. Uh, the numbers are 
incredible. It just blows me away. Yeah, we're well over 170,000 subscribers at this point. It's fantastic. And so, and growing by leaps and bounds, and we're excited about that. But we want to continue to extend that footprint and enlarge our territory so that we can continue to reach more people. You can help us do that by leaving a review at iTunes yes, sir. of the podcast. So Absolutely. do that if you wouldn't mind. And then one more thing, uh, our website is always there as a resource for you, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And each week we load uh, another free resource to offer to listeners. This week, what to expect when diagnosed with cancer, which fits right into our conversation. That's correct, because again, we want people to be mentally and emotionally prepared uh, as much as possible. No one goes to a class to prepare to be diagnosed with cancer, but we are doing our very best to try to equip God's people with some uh, tidbits of information that will allow you to theoretically be prepared when you're de- being told and, and having heard that you have cancer uh, with some really good information. Some of the things that are being discussed in this download is uh, about information that you'll be receiving, that possibly it may be a bit overwhelming and that you may need to do some research. We want you to be equipped to understand uh, that you may get overloaded with some information. Some other things here, uh, how to uh, expect to feel. In some cases, you may feel somewhat scattered uh, Uh, from a treatment plan that may be offered to you, hearing all of the jargon, all of the language. So uh, this document begins to unpackage things that will help possibly equip one to begin to understand what may transpire and what they may need to deal with when being told that they have cancer. So look it up on our website, What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer. This is a downloadable free resource. You can print it out. You can print out multiple copies and share it with family and friends as you wish. What to Expect When Diagnosed with Cancer at Health Hope and inspiration.com. And if someone you love is fighting cancer, I hope you'll consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website, which I gave a moment ago, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. The number is toll-free, 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And as always, learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, before I interview you today on this topic, why don't you open the scriptures for us? Well, the bread of life will offer a spiritual nugget to us today found in the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter. And we're going to read verses 27 through 29. And it says the following, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. I want you to pay close attention to that. Mm -hmm. We're going to work from that school of thought today. Neither shall anyone or anything snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater, hallelujah, than all, and no one is able to snatch them out. Out of my father's hand today. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. We'll come back to that uh, towards the end of the program here today. I want to hear that again. Yeah. Uh, Keep in mind that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But Percy, both professionally and personally, you've given a lot of thought to this matter of God and cancer. Absolutely. At the end of the day, what we need to understand is that cancer, uh, by many healthcare professionals, have said that this is the malady of our day uh, with regard to disease. We know 
that the numbers strongly suggest to us that unlike probably any other disease of our time, uh, we continue to see those numbers grow and climb of how many people are being anticipated to be diagnosed with cancer. And yet what we continue to learn and know, and even more so as we move forward, is that when people are connected to some sort of base of spirituality, a belief and a concept that there is a God who's bigger and and larger that stands outside of the construct of the limitations of sickness and disease and begin to embrace the fact that they have a relationship with such that they are empowered, they are encouraged to manage side effects and negative circumstances that allows them to weather the storm of treatment and care that gives them the opportunity to fight back. So when we hear those words, you have cancer, that's not the end in your experience. No, not at all. First and foremost, let's just speak from a technological perspective. And again, I don't want to get into any uh, great details, but there are things now that can be done and are being done with regard to cancer treatment from a disease treatment perspective that we simply could not do 10 years ago. Genomic therapies, personalized care uh, with regard to understanding the unique DNA of a cancer cell or a tumor that is very unique to an individual and then being able to craft treatment that will be tailored specifically for the DNA and the genetic makeup of that particular tumor or that particular cancer. That wasn't a conversation we were holding 10 years Mm -hmm. ago. So when we talk about just the technology, the advancement of understanding the medicine and the science of treatment of cancer, Cancer certainly is not necessarily the end today uh, when we hear that. As a matter of fact, we know that there are more people who are survivors of cancer today than any time ever in the history of cancer. Hmm. According to a published report by the American Cancer Society, in collaboration with the National Cancer Institute, there are more than 15.5 million cancer survivors alive in the U.S. today. And that number will grow to more than 20 million by 2026. Really? This includes everyone who has ever had cancer from the time of diagnosis for the rest of their life. The report, Cancer Treatment and Survivorship Facts and Figures, 2016-2017, and an accompanying journal article in Cancer, a cancer journal for clinicians, were released June 2nd, 2016. I see. The report says even though the rates of new cancer cases, Wayne, are decreasing in men and staying about the same in women, the number of cancer survivors is growing. Great. This is due partly to improved treatments that help people with cancer live longer, improvements in early detection that allow doctors to find cancer earlier when it is easier to treat, and a growing and aging population. The report was created to help draw attention to the increasing number of cancer survivors in the U.S. who have specific medical, psychological, and social needs. It also aims to raise awareness of resources that can assist patients, caregivers, and healthcare providers in navigating treatment and recovery from cancer. And this is solely from a medical perspective. Yes, right. Now, when we couple and bake that into the idea that we serve a God who sits high, spiritually speaking, and looks low, 
and that at the end of the day, we have the spiritual forces of the universe working on our behalf mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. We really do have the ability to talk about combating or pushing back against our adversary. Let me give you a very visual graphic. I okay. grew up on the far south side of Chicago. Okay. And I, I, shy, I never shy away from that because I learned some tremendous life lessons and spiritual lessons growing up in a very tough neighborhood where I ran home from school and back most of the days as a, as a youth. And then one day I had to learn how to fight back. Mm. I had to learn how to put some resistance against the enemy that was pushing up against me. And it's interesting, Wayne, that... When I began to apply resistance to that that was pushing up against me, I began to notice that the enemy started backing up a little bit. It was like, (laughs) I need to go bother someone who's not applying any resistance Uh to me. And I suggest in theory that when we begin to empower people to feel empowered to push back against that which is pushing up against them mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. And this is where the idea of the hope of God, the faith of God, and with the technology of the day, it gives people a resource. It gives them, I call it the three R's, the right, the reason, and the resource to fight back. Uh The right, the reason, and the resource to fight back. Because when you believe you have a right to fight back, you will. When you believe you have a resource to fight back, you'll use it. When you believe you have that working at your disposal, it changes the dynamic intrinsically of how you see your scenario and how you feel about the potential outcome of that engagement. Well, let's be honest. When that diagnosis comes, uh, many people, and it's understandable, believe, okay, God's finished with me now. That, that's it. I'm, you know, I'm, yep. I'm done for. Yep, yep. And so our scripture really helped to establish the groundwork of thought here, that those who are in God's hands, those who are part of the, uh, God is the great shepherd. Christ is a great shepherd as, as Christians, that we are the sheep of his pasture. Well, a good shepherd, you know, like a good dad is not going to stand by and let the wolf just come and snatch up the sheep, not without a fight anyway, no. not without some conflict, <laughs> yeah. not without some confrontation. Right. There's going to be know, some fur flying. That's exactly right. I don't know about anybody else's dad, but if you rolled up on one of his, there was going to be some furniture moving on that day. And I suggest to you, spiritually speaking, when we talk about the context of our scripture that the enemy can't just snatch us or pluck us out of God's hands. And when we begin to really be empowered around the idea of that, uh, of course, it's easy to feel like a cancer diagnosis may suggest the end or uh, may be the end, but cancer cannot pluck us, number one, from God's plan. Mm. God has a plan for each and every one of us, uh, no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter what has gone on in our lives. God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one. And the enemy cannot pluck us out of God's plan that he has for us. This is uh, a concept that then empowers people to understand that cancer cannot snatch you or I from God's plan. It's not that big. Well, has it been your experience that when people uh, receive the diagnosis and they begin a cancer journey, that that somehow sharpens their focus and they, they kind of get a renewed calling on their life? Have you seen that happen? Yeah, it sharpens their focus. But the first thing that it does is that uh, I, I say that God is the great mathematician. God does uh, addition in many cases by subtraction. 
What happens for many cancer patients, there are things that they thought were important, uh, things that they carried around, focuses, priorities that really are not important in their lives at this point. Cancer forces people to, to, to major on the major things and not on the minor things. And what happens in that regard is that people's callings become renewed or discovered under the circumstances of being a cancer You've patient. You've seen that happen. I cannot tell you how many pastors I have met uh, who have uh, were diagnosed with cancer and had thriving and flourishing ministries, but then uh, came out of a cancer experience, or their wife, or one of their children. And of course, we've talked about you know what happens when the pastor gets cancer, or, or the family member of a pastor. What ha- is, I've had pastors say to me that it changed the way that they preached. It changed how they managed and and pastored their congregation. It uh it altered the vision of their local church. There's something that becomes very transformative that happens because again, I think the key dynamic is when you're told that you have cancer, you're forced to think about mortality. Yes. You're forced yep. to think about dying, and when you begin to think about dying versus taking uh, the casualty of living, it changes your focus and your priorities in life. And in many cases, you pick up different uh, causes and focuses that you never really even gave any thought to without that threat being taking place in your life. And so that's what kind of can happen. Again, uh, callings get renewed and or discovered to a larger degree in the midst of a cancer journey. Regardless of the outcome. And that's the the other beauty of this, and I want to say this as loud as I can say this for those who may be listening that think that this is a zero-sum game. That is not how this game is scored or how the, how the score is kept. Certainly the goal at the end of the day is to live and to survive a cancer diagnosis. And everyone should start out in that place in belief and hope of that. But everyone does not, Wayne, and I'm going to say it again, mm-hmm. everyone does not necessarily survive a bout of cancer. But not surviving a bout of cancer does not mean that there was not a call and a purpose to that exercise. Does it minimize what can be done in the meantime? And so here is the key to this. We need to quit judging the score of the end of the game by whether if we won or lost. As believers, we always win. I read the, I cheated and I read the end of the book. <laughs> you and many others. <laughs> we win at the end. Now, we have to hold on. The Bible tells us that we have to occupy till he comes. But at the end of the day, the great promise of Christ is that great day of resurrection that we are going to be met and caught up in the air with him. So even if we should, quote unquote, not survive a bout of cancer does not mean that we lost. And it does not mean that that life or that ministry, or the purpose of that life was wasted. That is powerful. We've got a lot more to talk about here in just a moment, but let me pause and say this, that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support. We've talked about those things here in this program. Yes. There's also pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services, which we've talked about. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. Simply call 866-712-HOPE. 
That's 866-712-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, Percy, we're talking today about cancer is not bigger than God, and we you know, there's someone listening right now that really needs to hear this message. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of somebodies that's hearing this because, again, the reputation of cancer has been historically that cancer is a killer. And so in the context of that, then we have assumed that cancer is winning, cancer is beating, cancer, listen to how many people actually describe cancer with family members and friends. Cancer took my mother. Cancer took my husband. Hmm. And again, our scripture that we read, our text today says that we belong to God. We are the sheep of his pasture. I'm paraphrasing. And that no one and nothing can snatch us or take us out of God's hands. So I want to get this point across today that in the midst of the history and the reputation of cancer, cancer didn't take anyone. In many cases, particularly when people passed away, they didn't necessarily uh, uh, give up. They were called up. You know, so again, we need to understand the difference because we're not going to let cancer or anything take any glory and, and relish in the fact that it won in any way. God is bigger uh, than any of that. And so the, the second principle here that we want to understand is that John ten twenty nine says, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch or take, we just use that term, them out of my father's hand. So therefore, cancer cannot snatch us or you from God's hands. God holds the whole world. Where? In his hands. Mm -hmm. He's got the whole wide world. First song or the second song I learned in church, he's got the whole wide world in his hands, despite what cancer may be suggesting that it is doing. Again, remember, we're not calling it the big C any longer. Cancer is the small C. Christ is the big C, and nothing can snatch us out of the hands of our Father because of our relationship with him. That's so true. And again, regardless of the outcome, I'm sure you've seen it happen that people receive what it seems to be a hopeless diagnosis, and suddenly they survive a cancer journey. So now let's flip the script, okay, because I believe in being honest, and we don't want anyone to ever suggest that we have a one-sided conversation on this program. True. 20-plus years in serving cancer patients, I've seen many cancer patients die. So let me be clear and let me be upfront. Yes, people die from cancer, but... By the same token, Mr. Wayne, in those 20 plus years, I've seen so many, may I say again, so many people who were told that they were not going to survive, that they were not going to live beyond six months, who absolutely went beyond that time and who are still alive today. I tell the story. I've shared this story many, many times. Gloria Bailey, she's given me her permission to share her name in writing and tell her story. I remember some 18 years ago at her bedside uh, in a coma. Her sister and her husband asked me to pray for her because we thought that we had medically lost her. Prayed over Gloria. She opened her eyes. As of today, as, as far as I know, Gloria is still very much alive, mm-hmm. a cancer survivor. She just recently celebrated uh, the witness of her granddaughter's 
a wedding who I met when she wow. was probably six years of age, and I have <laughs> photos to prove it. Okay. Now, here's the point. The point is, yeah, we want to be fair and balanced, as, as a lot of people like to say with this conversation. There are those who do pass, and there are those who, who transition and go home to be with the Lord, but there are those who survive, who have now are, are living to tell their story that God is good and God was faithful, and despite a diagnosis, they were able to outlive that diagnosis to continue to declare the goodness of the Lord. So I've heard you say that cancer cannot snatch you from God's plan. That's correct. Cancer cannot snatch you from God's hand, and it cannot snatch you from God's service. So let's be clear about this. The greatest gift, Wayne, that you and I and the whole world has been given, and of late I have been reminded again of the service that God has given me. Uh, You are a storied individual in the radio business. You have given your life and you have committed uh, to your craft the service of, of communicating and reaching people across the world. Everyone has been given an opportunity to serve God and to serve his community. And there is nothing and there is no one, including cancer, that can snatch us from God's service at the end of the day. God still uses us mightily. He can use us mightily after one has been diagnosed with cancer. He can use you in the middle of a cancer journey in ways you could not have possibly imagined. I'm thinking of a young lady who I remember upon her diagnosis started her own website. She started her own online support group. And this was before, this is probably 18 years ago as well, 15 years ago before all of the social media craze took place. She said, listen, uh, despite what's going on with me, you know, she lost her hair and different things happened. She said, I am going to serve God and I'm going to serve others and started her own little movement back in her hometown. I remember it very clearly and very vividly. She said, I don't know what I'm going to say, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start some type of conversation around the subject of cancer. I'm thinking about uh, the gentleman who uh, runs Phil's Friends. If, uh, many of you who live in the Chicagoland area may be familiar with, uh, I believe it's Phil Zickley, I believe is his name. And again, from his own cancer journey and struggle, started a movement of simply supporting the cancer community from a faith-based perspective of the possibility of beating or thriving and surviving cancer in the midst of the journey. The point to be made here, and these are just a couple of examples of hundreds of people, thousands of people who decided to say that they were going to take their cancer experience and that they were going to use it as service unto God. There is nothing, including the small case C-A-N-C-E-R, that can snatch us from the service of God. Brother, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm realizing all over again what a, what a position God has given you to learn these lessons from all these people who are going through all these things, and you can synthesize them for us. Well, it's it's been an interesting journey. I am grateful, and I've been very uh, fortunate. My wife and I were just talking the other day. Uh, You know, I'm rolling up on year 23 now. Uh, And, you know, and I'm looking at pictures. I'm looking at old photo clippings. And I'm like, where did the time go? But in the midst of all of that, the stories, the relationships, the people that I've met that I have been blessed to know and to hear. And in some cases, journey with individuals. uh, God is faithful. 
And God is a good God. And cancer is not the end of the story and that the best is still yet to come. And the last chapter has not yet been written in many people's lives. And how can we leave this conversation without talking about Romans 8.28, huh? Well, Romans 8.28 really summarizes everything in the cancer context and even outside of the cancer context. But it basically says this, and we know, not that we guess or not that we think, or not that we ponder, but and we know that all things, not some things, not a few things, but all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Someone listening today needs to hear the fact that there is purpose, there is service, there is protection, and there is a plan even in the midst of your current situation, particularly if you are a cancer patient. Today, be inspired and encouraged to know that God can, will, and wants to use you right now to bless lives and make the difference in other people as you continue to journey through your process. And Percy, the very message that you've brought to us today is a message that churches can communicate and and leaders in churches can communicate, and you're hoping that that will happen more and more. Uh, We've got the Ministry Leaders Network that you've established that can help churches. Calling all churches, calling all churches, (laughs) calling all pastors, calling all shepherds. Today, I challenge you to seek and answer the call of God with regard to the cancer conversation that the time is now, the hour sits before us, and that we can and we shall make a difference in this conversation with the plan of God, the hand of God, and the service of God, as we are reminded that cancer is not bigger than our God. I hope there's some uh, leaders who are uh, listening right now and are raising their hand to say, I want to be a part of that. The Ministry Leaders Network. When you sign up, you'll receive access to exclusive online leaders resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities, which are so important, and our monthly informative email newsletter. It's all available to you. The Our Journey of Hope a Ministry Leaders Network. Go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and you'll be taken there to information about the Ministry Leaders Network, and you can sign up there. So go to Health Hope and Inspiration. Well, it's too good not to come back to it, but that verse of Scripture we opened our program with, and I've talked about a couple of times, let's reinforce that now. John 10, 27, 29, write it down, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your vanity mirror, don't forget it. It says, my sheep, that's you and I, we are the sheep of God's pasture, hear my voice, and I know them. Thank God that God knows us, Brother Wayne, (laughs) and they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. I told you we read the end of the book. We cheated and we win. <laughs> and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone, and I'm going to add anything, snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. God is greater than cancer. He's bigger than cancer. And no one or no thing is able to snatch them out of my father. Hey, thanks for bringing Man. that word of encouragement to us today, straight from God's word here Hallelujah. on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy McCray, our host, and here's what you need to do now. If you've not subscribed to this program, you somehow caught us without subscribing, go to iTunes.com or go to your podcast app 
and subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. It's that easy. And then leave a review at iTunes. That's so helpful. Absolutely. We want to hear from you. We're signing off. Percy, great to be with you today. Thanks for all you shared with us. Listen, love you to life and not to death, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Oh, I got to go get my axe. <laughs> yeah, I still got to chop some wood. You got some, some wood. wood to chop. All right. That's our sign off for the day. I'm Wayne Shepard with Percy McRae. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.